Last time on Out of the Forest. We won't be down here long. We're just trying to catch up with Sal. He's up ahead, but he, he transformed, and I think he's trying to go eat people. Best way to protect the victims um, would definitely be drawing Sal's attention away from them. Uh, he is filling the hallway. You can't even really see the people. You just know they're there because they are screaming. Uh, understandably so. Uh, th there's no way you could get between Sal and them before he did something. Sal lashes out at you for two harm, just raking down your chest. But as he does so, you manage to, to let loose this ice and get him caught in a, in a uh, block of it. And you see as this person uh, sort of in one hand tosses what appears to be a Molotov cocktail, catches it, and then gets into a full pitcher stance and throws it through the upstairs window. And you hear a snap and the beam breaks in half and one half just collapses right on top of her. And as it resolves, it forms into a sharp stake beneath you as you plummet at alarming speed towards something that is just about to impale you. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about an emoji with plastic wrap for hair. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I am Dominic and I play Kurninus and or Enif. And I'm Jessica and I play Enif and Kurninus, maybe? I don't know. And I'm Alistair and I only ever play Isaac. All right, uh, we never did anything have... else. Never. Nope. <laughs> hmm. Have we ever Sorry. seen Alistair and Isaac in the same place at the same time? <laughs> I think we have a conspiracy theory, guys. I really think we have something. It all makes sense, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been literally it's a month been... and a half since our last <laughs> recording. It's um, been a month and a half since I've said it's been. <laughs> Yeah, th that does seem to happen every <laughs> recording. Um, I I did actually go ahead and uh, push the last episode uh, ahead in the editing order just so I could refresh myself on all the details. Uh, so it will be exactly as inconsistent as it normally is. I just edited it earlier today, and I've already forgotten which kid is which uh, that I introduced last episode. So... Uh, so what you're that anyone who's looking for continuity in this podcast. So what you're saying is we're consistently inconsistent. Sure. <laughs> I, hey, that could be what I'm saying. At least we're consistent. <laughs> uh, that said, um, there was a question before we started recording regarding level ups uh, with Kurninus and Enif having swap bodies. And the answer that I've come to is that there are, there are two options. One, uh, they can just bank them, just bank the level ups until they swap back. Uh, however, they manage to pull that off. Or two, uh, they can take an improvement as long as it makes sense to be something that is native to like their their personhood as opposed to their body. Uh, so something that they could learn and act on from learning as opposed to from like their body changing. Uh, which there are some moves, especially in certain playbooks that do that. That just you, like for example, Baron swapped the bodies. Uh, he probably couldn't take any monstrous improvements because like the body's in is not the monstrous. 
and then when they swap back they would move the improvement back onto their the appropriate carriage seat when that happens uh it'll take a little extra bookkeeping but like there's no actual rules for body swapping so this is all a bit of calvin fall uh that said i think we'll go ahead and get into the episode Even if the board that you attempted to swing off of using Kerninus's whip uh, was not strong enough to support the maneuver you were attempting on it, in spite of how well it seemed to be going up until the moment that it snapped, and now you are in the air plummeting down directly towards the spikes that were once the stairs that Baron bounded up not five minutes earlier. They are fast approaching, and you have less than a second to react. What are you doing? Okay, so I have multiple ideas and one of them I'm going to pose, but I if you if that's a no, then I'll move on to the next one, okay? Who boy. This, <laughs> um could I use magic to banish myself from a place? There's some resounding silence. Let me, let me, let me, let me, Are you the monster? I don't know. Maybe. In this scenario, yes. I could be. I'm a spirit. No, you aren't a spirit. That's not how this works. You are not a spirit or a curse that can be banished from a person, object, or place that you inhabit. And I and I can't bar the place behind under me from myself. <laughs> I bar myself from these this like tra- you, you know what? That second one I'm willing to get a bit bit more what? leeway. Okay. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. One of Enif's like things that they knew how to do in their old body, and unfortunately didn't move over just because how we're handling the body swap was literally a shield spell. Mm-hmm. So. They could kind of pivot that into barring themselves from falling into spikes by conjuring a shield around the spikes. Let's make it's a not, bubble. It's not Let's just make like a bubble. Making, it's it's not it's not like making like a barrier to stop them from getting there. It is like creating a shield to protect them from falling into it. I think that is an interesting enough and like in line with like Ina's specialties enough that I'm willing to say I'm willing to let it happen. Yes, as long as you can make the roll. Hooray! Congratulations. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, even if you you react with a mixture of uh, Kerninus's body's instinct and your own understanding of shielding magics, and attempt to throw up a barrier over the spikes so that you will bounce off, probably not harmlessly, but much less lethally than the spikes would have been. Give me that use magic roll. Uh... That's a six. Uh, Wait, where are we? <laughs> where, where are we? are right now. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm going to use luck on that one because I don't want to die. <laughs> that is entirely fair, yes. Um, oh, quick question, though. Would my luck get crossed off of Enif's character sheet? Off or of Enif's character okay, sheet. Because yeah. the luck is inherent to <laughs> you, not your body. Got it. All right. Oh, we can use each other's luck? Fuck yeah, I'm just gonna use luck every <laughs> no, time. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're playing a bit of Which, uh, weird I'm, identity nonsense. That Dom, I already, I, I do I already checked it to... off, so you don't have to check it off. Imagine just every roll cool. you make, you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna use the other person's luck. Yeah, uh, that's fine. You swap back, you're like, by the way, you are absolutely doomed. 
Okay. You have become right. the main villain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you are you are plummeting towards these spikes, and you don't know that you're going to have enough time to do Carnunus's uh, more complex way of doing magic these days. Um, but you just have this moment of clarity. Oh, what exactly does this look like with you spending luck? I'm going to let you describe what Enif does and how it ends. Um, you, you were saying to pull in the shield aspect of it, right? Yes. I want to make a bubble. Okay. Bubble. Bubble. <laughs> like, I want to make a bubble around myself. And, um, I don't, because you said, you said to, for it to, like, for me to bounce off the spikes, or could I just, like, crush the spikes with my bubble? Uh... You can't crush the spikes primarily because what you, technically the move you're using is use magic to bar yourself from going into the spikes. That's true. Okay, um, I want to. So you, I want to. Become you are not a, attacking the spikes. I want, you are just simply making sure you don't hit them. I want to become a hamster ball and bounce off of the spikes up into the place I was trying to go to in the first place. Oh my god! I, I think with you spending luck on that, uh, with it being limited resource, I will allow it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I I will I will take a tweak on that simply again just to keep it in theme with what we're we're twisting the rules into. Uh, you manage in this moment of clarity to conjure this barrier and give it enough give that you land on it and bounce right off it, uh, flying slightly haphazardly through the air uh, and landing up on the uh, the the second floor, um, dazed, a bit bruised but overall unharmed. Yes. <laughs> I lived. Um, you, uh, you, you, you take a moment to celebrate and then realize how fucking on fire the area around you is and how you are <laughs> definitely, quite literally, not out of the fire yet. Yeah, I won't live for long. Um... Uh, all right, yeah, so you, uh, the barrier dispelling around you, you, you turn and head towards where you think uh, you heard Baron... And sure enough, as you enter this room, uh, it's worth mentioning it's extremely hot in here and it is rapidly becoming harder and harder to breathe. Uh, so it's, th this is bad town. This is not great. Um, and what's not even what's even more not great is the scene you walk into. This room is almost filled with smoke at this point. Uh, Baron is he doesn't seem stuck. He seems fine. V very very relative term. Uh, as he he holds up a portion of uh, a fallen ceiling beam that is on fire on his back. He's got like a blanket wrapped around him to, to, to fend off some of the, the, the heat. And uh, the beam over him has snapped in half and you follow his gaze to a, 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 a the, the body of a teenager uh, just sort of crumpled beneath this, this beam that's broken and fallen on top of her. Uh, there is... Uh, no small amount of blood pulling around her body. I'm assuming that can I can I see that that sh is she like a lost cause? Is that something that I can see from this? Give me a read a bad situation. Okay. Because there's a lot going on, and you need to. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yes. Why? 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 Four. <laughs> God, I'm gonna level up so many times during this whole stupid ass arc. You okay. Get back in your bodies. It's gonna be a wild ride. God. Let's see here. On a miss, you misread the situation, uh, or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies. There aren't really enemies in this current situation. Um, the fire. 
she you you can't tell she looks like she's in rough shape mm-hmm. um but you see some movement that might be breathing um and and baron is holding up it seems like enough of the beam that if you move quickly you might be able to get her out from under the the part that's that's fallen on her um then i think then enif would would rush to at least pull her out from the beam Okay, yeah. Uh, you move over there, and you start trying to pull her out from under the beam. Um, and as I said, this room is filling with smoke, and it's only getting worse. And you are steadily having more and more difficulty breathing as you try and pull her out. Um, and it's getting harder and harder to see what you're doing. Uh, and and before you know it, you're just sort of on your hands and knees, coughing and gagging on the smoke. Uh, you're not sure if you even managed to get her out from under it. Baron you are in a similar situation. Uh, luckily, as some amount of monstrous, your body's a bit more robust than the average human. So I guess Enif is technically in a demigod's body. Well, we're going to roll with it because you rolled a four. Um, <laughs> my, my rolls have been sucking a lot. Don't forget Baron, to mark that experience, uh, th- th- Dom. <laughs> the, 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 the heat is getting to you, and it is very difficult to see through the smoke, uh, but you're not quite to the point of choking that uh, Enif is. What are you doing? Um, I think seeing Enif come and basically like choking, I have to put the other part of the beam down and start to uh get them out of there. Can I actually I guess while doing it, can I see if uh you know, the girl that was actually pulled out from under the beam, could I take both of them and start getting them out of the room basically? Why don't you give me a read a bad situation? That sounds yeah. that sounds making correct. him do all the work. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> see if we can get one. That's a ten. A ten. Yeah. Uh, I believe on a ten you get three questions from read a bad situation. Uh, let's see. Why are my rolls so bad? I don't understand. <laughs> that's that's the way the wheel works. Uh, get good, scrub. Um. I guess probably uh, first off, what is my what's my best way out? Um, ooh, that is a great question. You remember as you're looking around that you destroy the stairs on your way up, yeah. um, and the way the stairs are laid out. Unless you're really badass at being Indiana Jones, there's not really a <laughs> safe way to round that corner because they're, they're sort of a uh, two 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 flights with like a landing between them kind of set deal where they go up and then you U turn and go up the rest of the way. Uh, and so the way they've broken, you'd have to like somehow make a U-turn in the air to, to get down, which is why <laughs> Enif had to try an Indiana Jones swing around to, to get upstairs. Um, so those are a no-go, but knowing what you know about these buildings with them being the same blueprint, uh, you do know that there's a window on either end of the hall, and the hall, at least when you were last in it, is mostly clear of debris for now. Um, you'd have to open the windows and get everyone out somehow safely but that is definitely your most guaranteed route of escape okay and then i guess uh yeah what's the best way to protect the victims uh being enif and the girl you you get down low to get a good look at uh enif and the girl uh and you see that the girl never really got out from under the uh beam it's a bit of a graphic scene, but Enif tugging on her only made uh, the wounds worse. 
Um, she was never really clear of the beam. Um, and it's clear from what you're looking at that she she is gone. Um, there, there's nothing left to do to save her, short of a miracle. Uh, but Enith is conscious, but just so bogged down in the smoke uh, that they can't really uh, act easily on their own. Uh, you, you would estimate that with your help, they could probably stumble along with you. And uh, you could at least get them to the window, and hopefully out in the hallway, it's a little clear enough that they can at least uh, help you get you and them out of the building. And you have one final question. I guess, um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Are there any dangers you haven't noticed yet? Um. So, not technically um the 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 dangers in the area are that the house is on fire uh and that is the source of all the dangers the smoke the falling and broken bits of architecture the the the, you know the fire the heat um but perhaps a effect of that danger that maybe you had noticed but in all the excitement had forgotten is that there is one other voice in this building shouting for help. Fuck. Um, Just throw me out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been through a window once. It's fine. <laughs> Just give me a mole man to land on. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, Baron realizes that they're kind of like everybody's in over their head here, and this is this is not going well. Um, and in a way, maybe helping only made it worse, kind of thing. Um, so uh, yeah, Baron's gonna try and, and get Kernunos's body, Enif, to to the window and try and basically get out via the window. Yeah, you uh, you grab Enif and like pull their arm over your shoulder and stand them up and help them hobble out into the hallway. Out in the hallway, it is still quite smoky, um, but bending bending down and kind of uh, crouching a bit, uh, you manage to keep out of the worst of the smog. Uh, and if you are still coughing, but you are a, the, the coughing fit is less bad, you are, you are more in control of your fac, uh, faculties as you uh, Baron helps you to the window. Uh, and Baron, you pull the window open. Uh, what are you two doing now? Uh, we're on, what, like, the second floor at least kind of Second floor, yes. Second floor of a suburban home. Um, Not a split level, like, just actual second floor. I think, uh, Baron will shift into Wolf, but, like, kind of in a way that throws, like, as the transformation goes through, also has Enif, um... On his back, essentially, as a wolf. Ride so him into he, battle. So that he can basically kind of jump out and hopefully at least gracefully land more as a wolf. Okay, uh, I want both of you to give me an act under pressure. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Baron, <laughs> you do get plus one because you are acting on your information. Um, but Enif, you definitely have to do some, some tucking and holding on to A, stay on the wolf's back, and B not get bashed by the window as he leaps through it as a giant <gasps> that is a 14 Ooh, great job yeah. why is this my one good roll <laughs> oh, yeah. alright 
There's some good rolls. <laughs> that was shit. maximum double sixes on Enif. Uh, yeah, Enif, you immediately realize what's happening and r- wrap your arms around Baron's wolf form in a bear hug and just pull yourself as tight into him as possible. Uh, Baron, uh, this nearly just knocks the wind out of you, uh, but you manage to, to just sort of suck in your gut and jump through the window. Um, unfortunately, due to the way windows work, uh, you do not do this without any property damage. Uh, the window is decimated by your passing, uh, but luckily you are a big wolf and you manage to uh, put enough force into it that the, the, the glass is blown outwards rather than any of it just digging into your wait, skin. Wait, did, did uh, I jump through the window? I thought we opened it up, kind of. Or is it just like, is it small? Again, due to the way that uh, house windows work and how large you are, they I only guess. open up about half the size of the actual window. Alright, uh, you're a big old wolf. You yeah. are a big old wolf. Uh, and also, uh, but, but the fact that Enif is uh, clinging so tightly to you, uh, you both make it to the window and you land nimbly um, on the ground, and then you slip and slide and fall because everything's ice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kernunos, you are slipping a little bit on the ice you've made as you try and make your way to the arsonist who is trying to chip his legs out of the ice you've frozen him with. Isaac, you are standing, um, I imagine at this point still close to the first building. I don't think you made too many moves. Just sort of on a, 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 a bit of like a, a, a painkiller high. Just sort of Love just it. sort of vibing and also panicking <laughs> at really the same vibing, time. Just really vibing, man. Uh, you know that 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 typical painkiller thing, where like everything's freaking you out, but also you, everything feels good. Behind you, Isaac uh, Ranger Tom is still holding Sal at gunpoint, uh, but Sal doesn't seem to be doing anything, and Ranger Tom doesn't seem willing to leave Sal unattended for now. So he's just sort of holding down the fort on that particular calamity amongst all the ones going on right now. Uh, what are either of you doing? Greenness is going to be. Trying to get to the arsonist as quickly as possible. That's fair. Yeah, give me an act under pressure, because this is an ice rink. Slip in and slide. I and I, I, I doubt Enif has the proper shoes to deal with ice. Ooh, Apparently they do. <laughs> that is a 12. Enif is secretly wearing uh, bladies, which are like Heelys, but for ice rinks. <laughs> I like <laughs> tap your heels together and ice, ice skates come out. Uh, yeah. It's very, very Bond. You close the distance very quickly. I'll leave it to the listener to decide whether or not that that the, the bladies are actually canon or not. Um, and you make it over to him. And as you close the distance and get closer, you recognize this man. Under Underneath all the layers he's wearing, uh, you see the freckled face and the red hair of the vampire from the Psycho Circus. I thought you were about to say it was Jeff this whole time. <laughs> it was Jeff. <laughs> He secretly resorted to arsonist after never successfully winning over Baron. This was the only way I could get your attention. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. Uh, I think Kurnudis kind of gets up to him and is like, I thought, what? I thought we were done with you. And just like, as they're struggling to get out of the ice, just like clocks him across the face. All right. Yeah, I can kick some ass. Please be good. Please be good. Please be good. 
That's a twelve. God, wow. you guys have been Finally, having such. Finally, the good rolls are coming out. Yeah, you you <laughs> so punch him in the face and just knock him backwards. And due to the way his, the ice is freezing, he sort of falls over backwards at the knees, and it's sort of like awkwardly d- d- down. Uh, he doesn't even. Uh, you do get one additional uh, benefit for rolling ten plus on a kick some ass. Um. So the, you can tell me no on this, but I want to force them where I want them, and uh-huh. that is to be lying on the ground more or less. And then I want to like, while they're while he's bent backwards, like and hitting the floor, just like freeze this back to the ground. Uh, yeah, sure. Enif's uh, combat magic is specifically used in kick some ass, so I think that's fine. Uh, you, you punch him, and then uh, really getting the hang of Enif's magic. Uh, yeah, just freeze him to the the, the ice rink that you made. Uh, he's and, struggling. Hmm? Oh, that's like Isaac just for the first time saw Enif clock a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty very impressive. not Enif's typical style. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he he's struggling, and then he just sort of frozen the floor. Uh, he he scowls at you a little bit, and then just. In no direction in particular, seemingly just kind of to the sky, but that might just be because of his current layout. And just goes, Arcturus, you said you'd help me if things went wrong. These people shouldn't even be here. Do I recognize that name? Uh, no. Ar- you do Arcturus? not. A-R- Arcturus? Arcturus. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing immediately happens. As a result of him shouting to the sky. Cool. Isaac, what I, are you up to? I freeze him even more to the floor. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you continue just blasting him with frost like fucking Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I think I might try, um, try slipping and sliding over, um, and try telepathy on him. I'd like to get more information about what he's doing here. That's fair. Uh, it is a bit nerve-wracking to do so for Isaac, I'd imagine, since the last time he did that, he was sent to the fear dimension. But yes. you slip and slide over there. I think with him frozen to the ground uh, and the fact that you're about to do a different move, I don't think there's enough danger inherent that, like, y- you sort of wibble and wobble your way over there, but you do make it uh, without any issue or need for a roll. Uh, and then give me an investigate a mystery roll with uh, using telepathy. Okay. Oh my goodness. That is a six. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Isaac, you reach into the monster's mind. Um, and much as it happened last time, uh, in spite of your attempts to avoid it, uh, you find yourself... What is Isaac's greatest fear? Uh-oh. Mm. Mm. Um, it's probably melded a little bit with iris Mm. um and the fact that we started this uh particular arc with a vision of drowning um it's probably very similar to that all right yeah uh everything around you goes dark uh as you can make make this connection um and you hear drips and drops as I mentioned last time that some of the buildings got caught in the freeze blast uh, last time, I believe, as the ice begins to melt. Um, and the, the drips come faster and faster, and suddenly uh, the entire cul-de-sac is slowly flooding. 
uh, slowly but steadily. Uh, there's no stop. There, there's n- no reason this ice should be able to melt this much. Uh, but before you know it, you're up to your knees in water, and it shows no sign of slowing. Um, and you feel something grasp you at the core. And looking over your shoulder, you see uh, Iris's face screwed up in terror, uh, clinging with what must be your soul because she's reaching right through you and just grabbing onto you and it is paralyzing you to the spot. Kernunos, uh, you are splashing this ice on the vampire uh, and you hear Isaac come up and you, you see him about to do something and then you see his face drop into an expression you haven't seen in a while, uh, but it's the same expression he had uh, at the campgrounds during Iris's first freakout. Uh, and as you turn back, you see um, the vampire with a massive smile on his face, and he, as th- as though through wet tissue paper, just tears shit. out of your ice. Oh, shit. Um, um, and... Hmm. As all that's happening, uh, you hear a, a, a loud thump and turn over to see a large wolf, uh, all four paws splayed on the ice, uh, with your body uh, clinging for dear life to the wolf. Uh, so you are now all in the scene. Isaac is catatonic. Um, the vampire is... Um, looks conflicted. He, he, he seem, he's like turned towards you... Um, but then he's like glancing towards the remaining un uh, emblazed building, uh, and also he looks a little worried as all of you hear the sounds of fire sirens. Okay, that's good. All right, so I, I okay, um, like that. I like that. First, first off, I seriously thought Isaac was going to because of the way he was saying it. I seriously thought Isaac was going to say his greatest fear was melons, and I was like, why? Oh. <laughs> I uh, played too much uh, what was it, facade. <laughs> I I think you need to leave. <laughs> um, but can uh can Enif um I'm like when when they when when Enif and Baron land and they kind of like look up and see what's going on in the situation. Um. I'm assuming that they like spot the arsonist. I don't know if they recognize him as the vampire, but I'm sure they spot the arsonist as the arsonist. Yeah, yeah. not at this distance, but yeah, you do spot the the man in the the, the trench coat uh, and the other layers standing up and sort of advancing towards uh, Kernunos in your body. Isaac standing a little ways, just like a little bit behind Kernunos, uh-huh. uh, faced away from you. I don't think it's obvious that something's wrong with Isaac from where you are and the angle, but. Um... And, yeah, and how, that is the current scene. And, and there's fire, fire sirens coming. And how close? And, and how close are we to to those those three? Uh, I mean, it's like a cul-de-sac, so not far, like 30, 40 feet, probably. Okay. Um, it's also worth mentioning that I think that the woman who is on her phone is screaming at this wolf <laughs> now that she's got a full sight of it. Um, can I? It's not a good scene. <laughs> yeah, I was going to because I don't like. Okay. Mm. I w- <laughs> Where's Ranger Tom? Ranger Tom is currently keeping tabs right. on Sal to make sure that Sal doesn't break out, out and continue to cause problems. Right, right, okay. He's over <laughs> by the first house uh, where Sal is frozen in place with a shotgun leveled at him. Um, 
Tom is looking worriedly over in the direction of everything that's going on, but from, I guess, both all, all three, Baron, Enif, and Tom's point of view, uh, Kernunos is just dealing with a random arsonist. There's no greater threat here. Yeah, and we don't, I, like, I think from Enif's perspective, like Enif's mind, they don't want, they notice the arsonist and they don't want them to escape because they want to figure out what the hell's going on. So, if it's possible, I think Enif would try to use the razor whip to try and, like, to bind them, I guess. If that is possible. <laughs> real real sure. quick, I'm trying to remember. Did did Baron even see the arsonist, technically? No, you went yeah. into the blazing building before the ar- yeah, arsonist Yeah, before it even found. happened. So, I have, okay, so I now you fiction. know the source of the fire, potentially. Maybe um, not even. That's fair. He is not currently carrying a Molotov cocktail. There might be more in his uh, trench coat. Like um, a magician one pulls them hand. out, like <laughs> out <of his> sleeves. <laughs> Nothing in my hand. They're already lit. <laughs> is this your Molotov cocktail? Got this cocktail? nice flame retardant trench coat that can They're keep lit Molotov cocktails in. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what Enif's gonna he, he do. He pre-lit them. Uh, Enif's gonna, is going to look up, see what's happening, um, instinctively, like, d- jump from Baron's back and use the razor whip to try and uh, restrain the m- yeah. ma- figure. The yeah. Give me an act under pressure. Okay. Let's see what happens. At this point, at this point, <laughs> I should just fucking like just sit in the corner because I've done more no. harm than good in this situation. All right, now so. hold on. Here's 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 my my only thought is that Kernunos is literally has been in the act of restraining him. That's fair. You want to roll help someone out? I, I would love to. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if it'll work, but. That is a seven. Uh, That does invite some of the danger on you, uh, which, who boy, I hope you're ready for this uh, next step. Um, I have already been on fire today. Kierdunos, you, with your honed instincts intact, uh, begin to sort of, you see Enith heading in for the play that you're so proud of them for for going to use your your whip for its intended purpose. Um, (laughs) For once. of course, cutting someone and restraining them at the same time. For once, using Um, it for its intended purpose. (laughs) uh, And you you begin to back away to give them the space they need to do it so that it can actually have a clear line of sight. Uh, Otherwise, um, like, the the, the fact that you were sort of in the the path and the, you know, ice on the ground would have like made the, the process near impossible here is what uh goes wrong as a result of these rolls though uh, as you back away to clear space the fire sirens are 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 finally uh right around the corner they, they are they're p- about to pull into the cul-de-sac and you look at them in relief knowing that the, the fires will finally put it be put out hoping that they can get to the people in the burning buildings in time and then those hopes are immediately dashed as the fire engine explodes. Oh my god. Oh my god. It goes what? flying through the air. Even if you manage to jump out of the way in time and still execute your maneuver, uh, wrapping, um, wrapping the arsonist in the blade, this close you now also recognize... Well, no, Enif does not recognize the vampire. Enif doesn't know what faces look like. That's true, yeah. Uh, it's just a random person that looks vaguely familiar. You're not sure where you've seen him before. Uh, but the fire hydrant... The fire hydrant... The fire engine lands between uh, Kernunos and Enif, separating them. Enif with the arsonist 
and Isaac. Isaac, you you just narrowly are missed by this fire engine because it's easier than punishing you for rules that you didn't make. Um, and uh, yeah, so now there's a fire engine separating the two of you, or the, the two groups of you, I guess. Baron and Kernunas and Enif's body, you're on the side closest to the first building and the first burning building, uh, along with uh, Ranger Tom and Sal, and Enif and Kernunas' body and Isaac who may or may not be in his body, are standing with the arsonist on the side of the building of the one untouched building and the other burning building. Coming from the the, 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 fi- the, the fire, the smoke uh, coming from the explosion, uh, heading directly towards you, Kerninos, is a figure. Uh, they are wearing um, what looks to be um, handmade leather robes. Uh, and their, their their head is totally bald, and their eyes uh, have have massive uh, uh, dark bags under them. And as they walk up, uh, they 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 glare directly at you, Kerninos, and they go, Enifafnir, I swear we had you killed." Oh no! <laughs> you must be Octorus, I assume. I knew you were bad with faces, Enif, but this goes beyond. You don't even recognize one of your esteemed elders. Oh, I knew he should have done more for the cult. All right. And Kernunus is going to blast him with ice. That's, yeah, that's fair. Give me a kick some ass roll. Do my best. That's a seven. Uh, yeah, you, you put up an ice wall and it sort of slows Arcturus's approach. But he does, it's one of those cool, like, action movie moments where there's a wall of ice is raised in his face and then suddenly there's like a flash of a, of a single line down it and it just slides, half of it slides off of it and he just sort of effortlessly arms behind his back uh, just sort of jumps over the wall some sick anime shit mm-hmm. <laughs> Baron what are you up to you 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 just saw all that happen yeah fucking the, the, the fire engine exploded other people in it? Are they okay? Give me a read of that situation, That's my dude. That's a great question. <laughs> God. The answer is probably no. Uh, probably. It did explode. It did explode. As an eight, you get one question, which I'm going to say is, what's the best way to protect the victims? In yeah. question with, can I protect the victims? Are they alive? Uh, it is impossible to tell. Your instinct says they are probably not in a good shape if they are alive because the entire thing is scorched to hell. It it, 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 it flew the air and landed on its cab and then fell back down. Uh, so man. the cab is crushed in. Um, yeah, in that case... Uh, you, you, you know uh, what? Uh, th- there, there is one person uh, at near the entrance to the cul-de-sac uh, who is on the ground looking rather battered, presumably one of the, the firefighters who were like hanging on to the side of it, ready to jump into action when they got there. That's a thing, right? Yes. It's like a firefighter oh, yeah. thing. So... I don't know if it's a common thing, but like oh. this is this is this is like a small town-ish. So we're gonna say it is for the sake of it not being too pitch black. Uh, there is one person who appears to be alive. Uh, she is sitting up, um, but she is doing it very shakily. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll. Is it is that person like in between me and the elder, basically? Or are they like, like what? What's uh, the, the, the elder, the, the, the Arcturus and Carnunus's fight is sort of like slightly to the right of being directly in the path between you and uh, the firefighter. 
Okay. Uh, she, she's like at the entrance of the cul-de-sac, and this this fire engine exploded and landed at like the center of the cul-de-sac. Okay. Like um, the big road section, which is now an ice rink. Yeah, I think Kernunus is gonna like Kernunus. God, it's been Ooh. too long. <laughs> oh my brain. Um, <laughs> That's not even a character you're playing yeah. or have ever played. I mean, I've even been Kernunus once. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Baron is gonna like try and uh, try and run over to help uh, Firefighter at least get away from the probably potentially I don't know maybe it'll explode again I don't know let's just be safe and just get them away yeah that. fair uh, she screams because you're a giant wolf mm. yeah it's just whatever just yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no time to explain <laughs> get in what are, you, what are you doing. You just scooping her up and trying to like drop her off somewhere safer. I mean, um, I think I'm like grabbing by the by the jacket and just kind of like yeah, like pulling them away. Like, yeah, give like me an act under kinda. pressure for that. Uh, you do get plus one for the carryover from read a bad situation, but uh, you definitely are going to need to put some elbow grease into this one to make sure she doesn't just run screaming as you bite at her back to drag her away. Uh, that's an eight. eight. Um, hmm. She is struggling too much for you to safely get a hold on her clothes. Uh, you could grab her and drag her away anyway, but it's not guaranteed that you won't get her a little bit in doing so. That is your difficult choice. Um, Alright, new plan. Um, I'm gonna scare her. <laughs> So that she okay. runs away. Yeah, give me, give me the, the manipulate a person. Manipulate someone, and you can use plus weird on that because of your 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 good good or fearful fearful. In Musk. this case, very fearful. Uh, All right, yeah. Uh, you, you give up on being able to grab her safely, so you just sort of like start barking and growling. Uh, from the direction you want her to run away from, and she scrabbles to her feet on the ice and indeed just runs the fuck away from this whole deal. Um, as she makes it a decent distance away, you see her scrabbling out a phone uh, and and dialing on it rapidly. Uh, Enith, you have uh, this person wrapped up in Kernanus's razor whip. Uh, Isaac standing to your side, luckily unharmed in spite of not moving at all due to the exploding fire engine. Um, and through the fire and flames, uh, you hear a somewhat familiar voice. Uh, you can kind of hear the conversation since they are also shouting to be heard over the fire anyway, uh, on the other side of the fire engine. And you hear Kernunos uh, in your voice ask, uh, I suppose you're Arcturus. Uh, and that name very much rings a bell to Enith, even if uh, they don't normally recognize people, because the elders are somewhat important in their life. Yeah. Uh, and this is something I'm going to have to have you clarify for me, since the cult is very much uh, your creation, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to steal anything from that. Are, are, is the elder like a, a council of equals, or, or how, how are they organized? Um. So the way I'm looking, seeing at saying it is the elders are kind of a group of individuals that uh like there's like a hierarchy right so there's like the elders are on top and then there's the people that are um 
the like newer cult members that are at the bottom and the elders mm -hmm. usually make decisions as to like what the cult's gonna do and they usually um make decisions as to like what uh like how the cult runs but yeah no i, I would say like the cults is like a, a small group of individuals that basically kind of like runs the cult even if the cult has like a leader the elders still have a huge like say in it kind of like a council i guess gotcha so they're more of like a like a parliament to a potential leader yeah than, but like they, they hold enough sway that they are essentially the leaders yeah like they either they gotcha. they hold sway so they either like have a big like i don't know depending on who the leader is i don't know if they're 100 percent able to overpower them but like they definitely hold a big mm -hmm. sway in like the decision making gotcha all right yeah but you, you hear the name arcturus and a voice that after hearing that that name uh is definitely arcturus's voice on the other side of the fire engine uh and you hear the sounds of a scuffle over there as well as the sounds of baron growling and barking loudly uh and then there's isaac who's just sort of staring blankly into space next to you okay um and I don't know if we established, like, how much actual face-to-face -face time Enif has with any of the Elders. Um, I don't think it's any more than anyone else in the cult has had. So, I mean, I'm sure they have, like, experience with the Elders. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, with your permission, I imagine that, like, the Elders serve important uh, prominence at any kind of, like, festivals or rituals yeah. or any, like, events that the, the, the cult does to the point where, like, basically anyone in the cult would recognize them yeah um and i so, think yeah. i think enif also understands that like in in the current situation i mean just in general the elders can be very dangerous because they are very powerful people so if you are like on the wrong side of them it's not great and i think enif immediately recognizes that like Kronunus is over there in their body being <laughs> confronted by an elder um, who the elders and the leaders are usually much more powerful in magic than any of the regular members are. Um, and are also in theory the ones that wanted you dead. Right. Um, so It's not really a theory as much now that he said it aloud. Right, yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> so I have an idea. <laughs> you usually do. Ooh, Here we go. So, okay. And you can tell me if this is gonna, if this is something that we could try or not, um. So the reason Cornunus and I switched in the first place was because, because uh, Enif used the observe another place or time, and tried to go into Cornunus's mind, and it backfired. Uh huh. Would Enif, in, us basically in their sense of like panic and being like you know, they have to, like, being like, they have to protect Kronunos from whatever's happening over there. Use that same move to try and switch them back. You can try. I think it'll be difficult enough to impose some some negative modifiers to your attempt, especially in, in such a frantic moment that you're not really sure what the avenues of it, but, like, if you roll good enough, I, I think since you, you did it yourself... Uh, it's reasonable to assume that if you got get lucky or, and or just get it right the first time, it can work. Oh god, I hope uh, I get lucky. It, <laughs> it will be a use magic roll at negative two, though. Negative two? Yep. <laughs> Why? Because it, one, because this is a thing you don't actually know the mechanics of, and two, because you're in a moment of panic trying to do something you've never done before. God, you're so mean to me, Chris. <laughs> I usually just let you do crazy <laughs> shit, so don't even... That is a nine. You, um, 
in spite of Kernunus' ancient magic, I need you to choose a glitch. Okay. Um. Even even with the weird old magic. Yeah, that's what I just said. Dang. In spite of Kernunus' ancient magic. Um. Dang. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say it, take one harm because I don't want to do. I, normally, I say use problematic side effect because you know whatever. <laughs> you know, you swap with Baron this time. <laughs> Yolo, but this time I really needed to do what its intended purpose is. So I'm gonna say uh, take one harm. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming. So, am I taking one harm for Kernunos' body or for Enos? <laughs> it's gonna be on Enos. Body. Okay. So here, he, here's what happens. Um, you, you, in a panic, knowing that Kernunos uh, and you have not had, like, you've done some stuff, but like the, the track record being in each other's body has been messy to say the least. Uh, and also knowing that that is your fight to take, not Kernunos's. Um, you, you you quickly think back to to what caused the swap, and and you're you're trying to, to figure out exactly what the moment that switched was, and you're struggling, and then you just throw caution to the wind, and essentially just try to throw yourself, not your body, but your your very self, just in the general direction of your body, and hope it works out. That's that seems uh, very much like Enif, yes. <laughs> and you have the painful sensation of your form just going through a burning fire engine uh, and then slamming into a, a, a being squeezed into a vessel that's not large enough for how much it's storing and there's an awkward moment where you and Kernunos are like aware of each other's awareness for a moment that if asked even five minutes later you would never be able to describe in your life um, and then Kernunus' body is shunted out of yours and with no other open vessel to go to other than his own, his uh, celestial soul slips back into his celestial body. And you are returned to your forms. Kernunus, hey! you are oh my God. disoriented. Kernunus, you are disoriented and you notice that you have your razor whip tied to the vampire. So you're very much back in the same position, only in the proper body. And Enif, um, Arcturus is steadily advancing on you. Um, he gives a bit of a, 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 a look as though he, he, he saw what just happened and isn't quite sure what to make of it. But then he shrugs and just goes, goes you're trying some very unorthodox magics. Would have been so much better if we could have learned from it rather than having to decimate it. And he holds his hand out and just an ice blade grows out of his hand. Mm, I hate that. Isaac. Mm-hmm. You are frozen in what is now waist-deep water. It's getting darker and colder all the time. Iris has not relinquished her grasp. And that there are moments where you're not sure if your thoughts are your own or hers. Um, and you feel something cold and hard digging into your back. Something more physical than her ghostly grip. Um, can I turn and see what it is? Uh, yeah, it takes some effort. You kind of have to twist in awkward ways. Uh, and you look back and horrifyingly, uh, you, you see Iris and you see a chip of black obsidian growing on the corner of her face. No. Fuck. Um, I mean, I'm. Go- can I try to, like, chip it off? Like, can I try to 
tear it away. Yeah, give me an act under pressure. Better eleven. Right. It's an eleven. Yeah, you begin just tearing off this uh, black formation as it grows, and as as you you're managing to keep up with it, it's it's not growing that fast, so you only have to chip it off every so often. The water is rising, and Iris's grip is growing stronger. Uh, at first, there were sort of like shades of your allies and whatnot around you, uh, but they have long since sunken into the water that is rising all around you. Uh, and you hear a, a voice, uh, and y- you turn to see uh, Dr. Veronica Russell's uh, ghost floating, and she goes, that's not going to be a sustainable option, you know. Is there any way to stop it forever? <laughs> um, it's difficult everything's a bit muddled what happened between us at uh, my former employers has really done a number on all three of us I, I I don't know how to tell you this but I don't know but what I do know might make figuring it out a bit more urgent I think you've spent too much time being haunted by this ghost and Isaac right that's your name yeah um well you're not really just Isaac anymore in a manner of speaking well we're all all three of us